Hello, I'm Stan Pody, and I'd like to invite you to an exciting weekend coming up at Faith Church in Ruston. September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, Labor Day weekend, we are having three days of glory. We're going to have a power-packed weekend full of the Word, full of the power of God, and full of the joy of the Lord. And on Sunday morning, we'll have a very special guest. My pastor, Pastor Mark Hankins, will be with us for Sunday morning on the 4th. That's Friday night, Saturday night. We'll have a powerful time. And then Sunday morning with Pastor Mark Hankins. So plan to join us this Labor Day weekend for three days of glory. I hope to see you there. Good morning and welcome back everyone to a new series of live streams this week. That was my pastor, Pastor Stan Pody, an anointed man of God. I might be biased, but I will say he's the best pastor on the face of the earth. And he was given a shout out to this event that we have this coming weekend, Labor Day weekend. If you're within a 10 hour drive of Ruston, Louisiana, Get to these meetings. We already have over 100 people registered. It's going to be three days of power-packed meetings. They will change your life. You will come in one way, and you will leave a totally different way. You do not want to miss these meetings. They will be life-changing. We have a ton of people that are in the chat right now. Mercy's coming. We got multiple people that join us on a weekly basis that are going to come. I believe right now we have over half of the people that are registered to come are not members of the church. So they're people from the live stream. They're people from other areas, from Texas, from uh, Georgia, from Pennsylvania, from people all over the United States. They're coming and I want you to come too. I want to meet you and I want you to come experience what God is doing at Faith Church in Ruston, Louisiana. So if you want to register, there's going to be a link in the chat right now. And as you saw by today's title, we have a very, very powerful series this week. You can go back to main screen. Today, I'm going to be teaching you about the beginner's guide to spiritual warfare. God never intended for you to lose spiritual battles. I want you to type in the comments, I conquer in spiritual warfare. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, Mercy. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Daisy. Good morning, everybody that's joining me today. You must know how to conquer spiritual warfare. People that are ignorant of spiritual warfare, they go from loss to destruction to trial to hurdle from valley from valley. And it just seems like every day of their life, life just gets worse. But God never intended for your life to be that way. The Bible says that Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. It says that we are now more than conquerors in Christ. Meaning that we conquer in every spiritual battle of life. Whether it's in the flesh realm. Whether it's in the soulish realm. Whether it's in the spiritual realm. Every area of spiritual warfare we conquer. So as you're jumping on and you're joining me today, give this video a thumbs up. Share it with somebody that needs to know that you can conquer spiritual warfare. And I'm going to give you three tips to the beginner's guide to spiritual warfare today. Actually, I'm going to give you four. I'll give you a bonus one at the end. So I want you to stick around to the end. The last one will help you a lot. And it changed my life when I got revelation on it. 
Spiritual warfare. I wanted to call it um, spiritual warfare for dummies. But I called it the beginner's guide to spiritual warfare. People need to know spiritual warfare is very real. There is a constant battle happening in the spiritual realm for your soul. The devil wants your soul. He can't have your spirit. Your spirit belongs to God. But the devil wants your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. And the Bible says, Paul wrote to the church, he said, Be not ignorant of the devil's devices. Don't be ignorant of what the devil does. Don't give the devil a foothold. Understand how the devil operates and understand how to whoop his butt every single day. Type this in the comment, in the comments. I will kick the devil's butt today. I will kick the devil's butt today. And if you're young and your parents said not to say the word butt, you can say fanny. Keep liking this and keep sharing this if you want to know the three secrets, actually the four secrets, to spiritual warfare. We're going to start with number one. Go with me to Luke chapter 10. Good morning, Amber. Luke chapter 10. After you learn these things, the devil will be afraid of you. Every business you walk into, he'll freak out and he'll say, <gasps> Amber's here, Stacy's here, Scott's here, Ray's here, Brendan's here, Mercy's here. The devil will be terrified of you after you learn these four things. Number one, write this down. Understand that the devil is weak. Write it down in your notes. Type it in the comments. The devil is weak weak he's not strong he's not powerful it's not like you see those pictures on the internet where jesus is arm wrestling the devil and it looks like an even match it's not even it is the furthest thing from even you will ever see in your life and i'm going to show you how weak the devil is look here luke chapter 10 verse 18 this is jesus he said to them i saw satan as lightning fall from heaven <clears throat> actually let's read verse 17 first <clears throat> excuse me and keep liking this keep sharing this let's get up to 100 live viewers this monday it says the 70 returned with joy saying lord even the demons are subject to us through your name jesus had given authority to the 70 disciples and they went out and they were casting out devils. They were healing the sick. And they came back rejoicing saying, Master, even the demons are subject to your name. And immediately in verse 18, he says, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Do you know what that means? Jesus was saying Satan is so weak that when God kicked him out of heaven, it looked like lightning falling to the earth. He hit him so hard when the archangel Michael kicked him out of heaven. He hit him so hard that you would have thought it was lightning how fast that pansy hit the earth. So you got to know the devil is weak. The disciples didn't know how weak the devil was until they used the name of Jesus. 
Then they came back rejoicing, saying, even the demons flee when we use your name. You won't understand how weak the devil is until you take your authority that's been given to you by Jesus and use his name. And look what he said in the very next verse, verse 19, Luke 10, 19. Look, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. Type this in the comments. I have authority over the devil. I have authority over the devil. He didn't say I've only given you power over the devil, although you do have power over the devil. He said I've given you authority. A police officer, when he stands in the street and directs traffic, he doesn't have the strength or the power or the might to hold back a car. A car is more powerful than a police officer. But he's been given the authority behind the badge and his office that he holds to direct traffic, to tell a car when to stop, and to tell a car when to go. Jesus said, I've given you authority over all the power of the devil. What that means is when you use the name of Jesus and you take up your authority, doesn't matter how big the principality is, doesn't matter how powerful the demon is, doesn't matter how long alcoholism or addiction or depression or religion has run in your family. You know how many times you go to a city and people say, man, there's a principality over this city. It's been here since the 1500s. No one can break the power of religion in this place. Not true. We've been given all authority over all the power of the devil. And I'm going to teach you how to use that authority. So number one, you must understand the devil is weak. He's not strong. He is weak. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, he goes about like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion, but he goes about like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. The devil can only devour people that give him the power and authority to devour them. Type this in the comments. The devil will not devour me. I won't be devoured. He can only devour those who allow him to devour them. That's not me. I don't allow the devil to devour me. I won't be devoured. To be devoured means to go backwards. To have less tomorrow than you have today. I won't. I refuse. I will not be devoured. So number one, you must understand how weak the devil is. He is weak. He's a sissy lala. He tries to sound like a roaring lion. But he's really... Somebody said it this way once. He's really just a kitty cat in the corner with a microphone. So he roars real big, but he's just got a microphone that makes him sound big. He's more like a little kitty cat that's sitting in the corner trying to give the illusion that he's a roaring lion. That's right, Megan. I refuse to be inedible. That's a good way to look at it. Don't be eaten. <laughs> Number two, you can write this down. You've been given authority over him. 
Wherever you're at, I want you to say this out loud. I have authority over the devil. I have authority over the devil. Believe it in your heart. Confess it with your mouth. Take your position by your confession that you have authority over the devil. You've been given all authority. Authority is delegated power. The Bible says Jesus was raised up and seated in heavenly places far above every power, every principality, and every wicked spirit in the heavenly realms. And he raised us up together with him, gave us joint seating with him, sat us at the right hand of God. The right hand of God represents the power of God. The authority is delegated power from heaven to remind you that the same way that God sent Satan down from heaven as lightning is the same way you'll cast him down every day of your life. Anytime he tries to rise up and say, ooh, I'm going to touch your money, you cast him down like lightning. Anytime he tries to rise up and touch your health, you cast him down like lightning. Anytime he tries to rise up and touch your kids, your family, anything in your life, you cast him down as lightning. Amen, Shannon. Keep liking this and keep sharing this. We're at 97 live viewers right now. Let's get over 100. Praise God. Number one, understand the devil is weak. He's not strong. He has no power over the Christian. The only way a Christian is beaten by the devil is if a Christian allows the devil to beat them. Number two, you've been given authority over the devil. Delegated power from God himself seated you at his right hand to guarantee the devil has no power in your life. Therefore, anyone you have authority over, the devil cannot operate in their life. Your kids, your wife, your family, people in your business. All authority and power has been given and ordained by God. So if you have been given authority over other people, you have authority to make sure the devil does not touch those people. The delegated authority is by God's Spirit. The Bible says in Zechariah 4.6, It is not by might, nor is it by power, but it is by my Spirit, says the Lord. And number two, that delegated authority is angels. You've been given angels. I want you to type this in the comments. Angels are working with me. They are your co-laborers in the gospel. They can't preach, but they empower you. They protect you concerning you in all of your ways. They ensure that you accomplish what God has put you on the earth to accomplish. God's spirit is working for you, and God's angels are working for you. Matthew chapter 8, the centurion man looked to Jesus and said, Surely I recognize. Hey, Leslie, good morning. The centurion man, he said, surely I recognize you are a man under authority, for I am a man under authority. I tell my workers to do this and to go here and to do that, and they obey me. When he said that, he was referring to Jesus being a man of God who can send God's word, and the angels will hearken to it like it says in Psalm 103 verse 20. 
The angels are under the authority of Jesus on the earth. And Hebrews 1 verse 14 says they've been given to you. They are ministering spirits sent to help those that are heirs of salvation. God's spirit is working for you and God's angels are working for you. You just got to work the word. And the angels will keep demonic forces away from you. As you fast and as you pray like Daniel did. Angels are given more authority and more power over principalities and demonic powers. Number three, I want you to write this down. You've been given power to resist the devil. Go to James chapter 4 with me. I don't think people fully understand what it means to resist the devil. Many people think to resist the devil. Oh, I got a crease in my shirt. I hope Pastor Mary doesn't see this. Glory to God. Pastor Mary, if you see this, I am so sorry. And it will not happen again. I repent. This will be two days in a row. I hope she doesn't see this. Praise the Lord. <laughs> James chapter 4. Verses 7 and 8. Listen to this. Therefore, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. To resist the devil does not mean, no devil, I don't want any of you, get away from me. And then he's like, all right, he decided he doesn't want any of me. I guess I'll go find somebody else. No. A, a roaring lion doesn't just not eat something because it's like, hey, I'm resisting you. Don't come in here and try to eat me. Like imagine it and Paul is like, hey, look, Mr. Lion. I understand you're hungry. I know you're literally created to eat things like me. But today I just don't, I don't feel like you should be eating me. So if you could, here's the cold shoulder. I'd appreciate it if you go eat somebody else. That's not what it's talking about. <laughs> the power to resist the devil is the power to punch the devil. To fight the devil. I remember I was given one opportunity. It was the only opportunity I was ever given to uh, preach to kids' church. And the teacher, the kids' pastor, Miss Megan, she left for a few minutes. I think she went to use the bathroom. And when she came back, she heard a ton of yelling and screaming from outside the door. She said, oh, no, what is happening in there? And she came in, and I had all the little kids. I had a couple of them sitting on my lap. I had a couple of them sitting around me. And I was teaching them to say, fight the devil. And you got to teach him young. It's not just, no, not today, Mr. Devil. It's fight the devil. It's understand if the devil even looks at me wrong today. If he comes within my vicinity today, I'm pouncing on him. I'm going to give him the biggest black eye. I'm going to knock as many teeth out of him as I possibly can anytime he even looks at me funny. So that he's reminded, I'm not going near that guy. 
Every time I try to invade that guy's life, he pummels me. When symptoms of sickness start to rise up, you get violent in the spirit. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Take that spiritual life that Jesus gave you by force and push out the law of sin and death. Be violent in the spirit. If the devil even looks at you funny, even if he even looks at your money funny, if he looks at your health funny, if he looks at your family funny, rise up and give him a black eye. It's life or death. That is resisting the devil. When you submit to God, God's power, God's angels are working for you and you resist the devil and you push him out of your life in every area. Any area of your life that the devil is in, I prophesy today, he leaves you now and he will not return in Jesus' name. If you receive it, type I receive it in the comments. Go with me to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. We'll cover two more. And then I'm going to pray for you. Matthew chapter 16. You think about a police officer. A police officer has been given authority to take out a thief. The Bible calls the devil a thief. It says the thief comes to steal, to kill, kill, and to destroy. Now, although a thief is breaking into a house and a police officer has authority over that thief, the police officer still has to use deadly force to take care of that thief. A lot of thieves, when they're caught, they'll just flee. Some thieves, when they're caught, you must use deadly force to handle that thief and to stop them from breaking into that house. So you've been given a power or you've been empowered by heaven to take care of that thief. By using deadly force, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, to get him out of your house. Type in the comments, the devil won't have my house. The devil won't have my house. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Listen to this. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus has given you power to bind and to loose. You bind principalities. You bind demonic powers. You loose angels. You loose the power of God in your life. You lose prophetic utterance. You lose God's word and its wonder-working power into your life. You bind and you loose. You bind the devil, you loose the captive. 
when you're given opportunities to minister. People will need freedom. They'll need liberty. They'll need deliverance. You've been given power to loose them. Jesus gave us the spiritual keys to bind and loose in the heavenly realm. The Beginner's Guide to Spiritual Warfare. Number one, understand the devil is weak. He is not strong. The Bible says, greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in this world. If you've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, the devil doesn't have a chance. Number two, you've been given authority over him. Number three, you've been given power to resist him, to bind him, and to loose the blessings of God. Number four, here's the fourth and final part. This is a key that I learned to never be devoured. First Peter says that he goes about as a lion, like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil is looking to devour you, but there's a way to guarantee you are never devoured. Go to Malachi chapter 3. I'm going to read this to you, and then I'm going to pray for you. Malachi chapter 3. And when I got a hold of this revelation, I've never been devoured another day in my life. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Will man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and in offerings. You are cursed with a curse, your whole nation, for you are robbing me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. What is God's house? The church, ministers, servants of God, that God has anointed to preach the gospel. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing, so much that there will not be room enough for you to receive it. Verse 11, highlight this in your Bible. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that it will not destroy the fruit of your ground and the vines in your field will not fail nor to bear fruit says the Lord of hosts. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. God gives you the secret here to make sure that your finances are never devoured. A lot of people, it seems like they got holes in their pockets. You get your paycheck, next week it's gone. You're like, where did it go? Why am I short on my bills? Why do I not have a savings account? Why do I not have more than enough? The Bible says my cup overflows. Why, why does it feel like I have holes in my pocket financially? Many Christians, if not all Christians that experience that, it's because they don't have revelation on this. Tithes and offerings. Every Wednesday at 11.30, I teach on finances. But the tithe is 10% of your income. Anything above that is an offering. 
When you tithe and you give offerings to the advancement of God's kingdom, the Bible says where a man's money is, there his heart is also. When you tie your finances to God's kingdom, God rebukes the devourer for your sake, and he pours out a blessing through the windows of heaven on your life that is so great you won't have enough room to store it all. When I got a hold of this revelation, it changed my financial life forever. There was a time when all I had was $600 to my name. And the Lord said, give a $540 offering to a specific minister. So I took that $540 and I gave it to a specific minister. And when I gave it to a specific minister, a few days later, another minister came up to me and gave me $12,000. At that moment, I had an experience and I realized this is real. This isn't made up. This isn't fake. And I've never gone backwards since then. So when you're a radical tither, a radical giver, and you put your hand to the plow, remember the Bible says a person that is diligent in their business. A lot of people are lazy, but they think if I give tithes and I give offerings, I'll still live blessed. No, you have to understand the Bible says, look to the ant, you sluggard. If you take naps, if you're, the Bible says a little folding of the hands, a little resting of the eyes. If you're a lazy person and you don't have a work ethic, if you're not diligent in making sure that you're successful, God can't be diligent in blessing you. So not only do you give tithes and you give offerings, but you are diligent in your ability to work your tail off. And God blesses whatever you put your hands to. That's what I've noticed. I've, I've watched it work for me. And it will work for you. So these are the four simple beginner's keys to spiritual warfare. Number one, the devil is weak. Number two, you've been given authority over the devil. Number three, you've been given power to resist him. And number four, you will never be devoured again if you are a consistent tither and a consistent over and above giver. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in many, many lives. And what God did for me, God will do for you. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you were blessed by this today. I believe this is going to help a lot of people. If you haven't given this video a thumbs up already, make sure you give it a thumbs up now. Make sure you share it with somebody that needs to know they can have success in spiritual warfare. And very quickly, before I pray for you, I want to give you an opportunity to give today. If you've been blessed by this ministry, oh, good morning, Judy. I love you. I miss you. If you've been blessed by this ministry and you want to join us in our vision and our purpose to advance the gospel, this is how you can join us today. We've reached over 300 million people on social media platforms. We've seen hundreds of thousands of people make the decision to make Jesus Christ their Lord and their Savior. We're getting ready to hit 500,000 YouTube subscribers within the next week or so. That's my goal. We're at four, over 450,000 right now. And my purpose is to reach Generation Z with the gospel and with revival. And you can help me with that. You can partner with me financially today in Revival Way Ministries to ensure that we get God's word out on all platforms. We're also currently feeding 1,500 kids every single month in other countries. So when you give financially, you're helping us with that as well. And we have 11 other ministries that we give on a monthly basis too. 
And they're also primarily focused on winning souls for this generation. So if you have a heart to see this generation shaken, I want to give you an opportunity to give today and to join my vision here at Revival Way Ministries to watch this generation flipped upside down and lit on fire for Jesus. You can give through the ways on your screen. Cash app is dollar sign Revival Way. Venmo is at Revival Way. PayPal is at Revival Way or evangelistaylin at gmail.com. And my personal favorite, you can become a monthly partner on a regular basis by clicking the link that's going to be in your chat right now. This will take you to our website, RevivalWay.com, where you can click Partner Financially today. And even if you give $25 a month, $50 a month, some people give $100 a month, other people give $1,000 a month. Pray and ask God if he would have you become a monthly partner with us. And connect your finances every month to this ministry and what God is doing here. And you are guaranteed to be blessed. And I thank you for it ahead of time. In Jesus' name. I'll give people a second to give. And then I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God does miracles in your life this week. And I'm going to pray that you get further revelation on your authority over the devil. In Jesus' name. You know, I remember one time, I wasn't broke. This was after I already got revelation on sowing and reaping. But I was looking to go to the next level financially. Maybe there's people on here today, you've been looking to go to the next level financially. Maybe your business is capped out at like $5,000 a month. Or your income is capped out at $5,000 a month. But you're looking to break through and hit the next level. That's how I was a little over a year ago. And I sowed a $1,000 seed. Every person I've spoken to that has sown a $1,000 seed has said that it's taken them to a new level financially. It broke the back of poverty on their life. And it increased them. And the same thing happened for me. I remember the first time I gave a $1,000 financial seed to a minister. I think within two months after that, I had over $30,000 come into my hands. Because the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. Whatever a man gives, it comes back to them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. So I watched God increase me financially after I sowed that $1,000 seed. I believe this is speaking to someone, whether live or after this is already posted. You watch when you sow a $1,000 seed, what it will do in your life. And you're guaranteed to see breakthrough. Amber, I don't know how we do it. But I'm going to have Cade make you an admin. Can you do that for her? Yeah, not um, obviously not like access to the account, but she can be an admin in the comments because she's faithful. The Bible says, give honor to whom honor is due. And Amber, I would like to give you the honor of being an admin on this channel, where if you see people typing goofy stuff in the comments, you'll have the ability to confront them, mute them, block them, whatever you got to do. And you'll have the ability to put links and stuff in the comments to help us out. And uh, I believe it'll be a great honor for you.
Kelly said, I've given $1,000 seeds before, and for some reason, the harvest has not come back financially. Don't speak that, Kelly. For example, when you take a seed to an apple tree and you put it in the ground, the apple tree doesn't grow overnight. It takes watering and it takes time. Amber English, she just passed her. Right there. Isn't that her or no? You water your seed with the word of God. If you plant seeds and you say, my harvest isn't coming back, you're actually drying up and killing your seed. So do not do that. But that's another topic for another time. If you've sown financially and you haven't seen breakthrough in your life, go watch my other videos that I teach on money. They will help you. They will help you. All right, let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I bless every person under the sound of my voice. Every person that sows financially today. Angels cause the word to work for them and to bring in a mighty harvest. Satan, take your hands off their money. Lord, I thank you that your word guarantees as I touch an agreement right now, whatever they're believing for will be done for them. I join my faith with them now and I call it done in Jesus' name. We worship you with our finances today. We remember it is you that gives us the power to create wealth. And we will not forget it. We honor you with our tithes and our offerings in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. I love you. And I'm excited to see many of you this coming weekend, September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th at Three Days of Glory. Join me tomorrow morning. You do not want to miss tomorrow morning's live stream. It is going to bless you. I'm going to teach you about winning the war on words. And this Thursday, be ready. For the first time ever, I am launching my official testimony. A lot of people think I'm like a pastor's kid or I was raised up in a good home, but you will be very shocked when you hear my testimony. It is much different than you think. Thursday morning at 11.30 a.m., we will have the premiere on today so that you can click to be notified. And it'll notify you when it goes live Thursday morning at 11.30 a.m. You're going to want to watch it. It's a powerful testimony, what God's done in my life. And what he did for me, he'll do it for you. In Jesus' name. I love you. Enjoy this video about three days of glory. And I will see you tomorrow morning at 11.30 a.m. Peace. Hello, I'm Stan Pody, and I'd like to invite you to an exciting weekend coming up at Faith Church in Ruston. September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, Labor Day weekend, we are having three days of glory. We're going to have a power-packed weekend full of the Word, full of the power of God, and full of the joy of the Lord. And on Sunday morning, we'll have a very special guest. My pastor, Pastor Mark Hankins, will be with us for Sunday morning on the 4th. That's Friday night, Saturday night. We'll have a powerful time. And then Sunday morning with Pastor Mark Hankins. So plan to join us this Labor Day weekend for three days of glory. I hope to see you there.